experienced in these blackouts, blackouts, stretches of time we can't account for. Welcome back, everybody, to another Lost Log. Today, Mason, we are going to take a look at... Well, well, uh, here's a bit of a pre preface. Today is December 4th as we're recording this. Do you know what is yes. on December 5th, Mason? What? Krampusnacht. Do you know what Krampusnacht is? Is it Krampus Night? It's Krampus Night. Do you know who Krampus is? He's he's like He's like Santa, but like mean. He's Santa, but he's mean. And he's a goat man. Yeah. And we've talked about him before in our Christmas episode that we did. I think it's called the Captain's Log Christmas that we did with Max, fr friend of the show, Max Benyon. Um, I, ever since I found out about Krampus, I love him. I just like that he's this, he, he's either mischievous and like, ooh, or he just straight up murderous. And I really he's, like that. He's a really good allegory for the devil because originally the devil was just like, a fun little trickster <laughs> yeah. guy, and then he became like the definition of evil. But yeah. either way, that's how Krampus is portrayed most of the time too. Uh, one of those and, two. and I have a soft spot for that 2015 Krampus movie. I know a lot of people are like, it's not even that good, and I'm like, hey, it's a Christmas horror story, and I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until somebody starts making more good Christmas horror movies, I'll take that. I'll, I mean, look, we don't, we can cut this out, but I'm very excited for Violet Night. Me too. Why would we cut David that David Harbour? I don't know. I just, I didn't know if we, I didn't mean to take us down on like a talk just about movies, but I'm no, fucking no, I'm very excited. excited. I, I love go. David I Harbour. I love David Harbour and yeah. I love John Leguizamo. I saw him yeah. on the corner of, I couldn't tell you the street, but it was right down the road from Times Square when I was in New York and yeah. he seemed really nice. From, I just watched the from menu. From my Uber. <laughs> from my Uber, he seemed really nice. Uh, what'd you say? I just watched the menu. Oh, I need to go see that as he's well. He's in he's yeah. in the menu. Yeah. Well, anyway, so so today, Mason, you know, it's a lost log. It's a little more chill. It's a little more relaxed. And I thought today we would take a look at a couple different short little creepypastas, internet horror stories involving Monsieur, or should I say, Air Krampus, because that's how you say it in German. Air. Mm. Like Air Schrader. Don't say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> look, 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 look. With what's going on with Kanye right now. Oh, yes. Okay. I just, I'm trying also, to distance myself to from that. being a so, German nationalist. I don't mm. want to, I don't want that to. So, yeah, Mason, we're just going to take a look at these and we'll include, uh, we'll include links to them in the show notes and uh, we'll credit where credit is due. Some of these are pretty fun. And uh, we've just got four here. Um, and. I'll read them to you, and we'll do our usual little thing that we do here on this podcast. Sounds <clears throat> good. I'm going to really turn up the, the narration for some of these. Pre Ooh. Prepare to get whimsically spooked. I'm okay. I'm ready. All right. Creepy positive. any of you are listening, please fix your fucking website. Please. Each year on December 5th, a person in my hometown is brutally murdered. The police are at a loss. With each victim, a poetic story is left behind. Below are the stories from the past three years. Frederick loved to smile, for he was always glad. Happy, warm, and gentle, never ever sad. But Frederick had a secret, one he only knew. This man loved to strangle children. He turned them cold and blue. Then townsfolk never found them, for he was very smart. Frederick took their corpses and pulled them all apart. It couldn't be young Frederick, everyone would say. He's a man of God. We always see him pray. Yeah, well, listen, men of God have done worse things, okay? Name one. How much time do you have? Uh, you know what? You're right. Move on. The cold night came and Frederick rested his head, but soon he heard a scratching underneath his bed. Frederick trembled as he looked, oil lamp in hand. 
on his bedroom floor, the demon had a plan. Need some fucking pizza. Ah! <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no, Little Caesar's demon, you're not in the story. Sorry. All right, but I am happy that we remembered I exist. All right, I got to I got to go. I'm going to go suck on a titty. <laughs> oh, he does that too. Well, I'm I'm glad that he has something else to do besides uh it is nice to hear, yeah. Yeah, he's got depth. We're really fleshing this character out. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Away with you, beast. The night is dark and long. You have no business here, for I have done no wrong. Krampus only laughed as he shook his <laughs> rusty chain. He hung Frederick by the neck until he writhed in pain. Thing about me is I would writhe in pain right away. Like you wouldn't have yeah. to you wouldn't have to hang me for a while. Like as soon as you put the chain on me, I'd be like ow. Also, remember, ladies, you want to judge him for not having a bed frame, but he doesn't have monsters underneath it. True. This is true. So, so. the lynx constricted, digging into skin. Frederick then cried out, paying for his sin. He begged and pleaded until his final breath. With a beautiful snap, Frederick bled to death. Krampus hung him out to dry, and all the townsfolk began to cry. But not the children, for now the souls were free. Under Frederick's body, the phantoms danced with glee. It's kind of fun, right? I like a little rhymey kind of spooky little. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. Make more Christmas rhymes scary. That's what I said. I've said this a thousand times, but I think one of the things that we are missing from today's modern celebration of Christmas is that it used to be scary. It used to be like, oh, yeah, Santa's coming, but for weeks we're going to torment you with horrible ghost stories. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. I agree. I No, I was just thinking about it, and yeah, I mean, you should be more afraid on Christmas. I think so. I mean, Feel content- bad about yourself. Yes. On Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's the, it's the Christian thing to do, is to be like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. But then not really do anything and still get rewarded. Yeah. 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 Brit- if you have depression or if you're a Christian, just feel bad on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You ready for this next one? Of course. Okay. Greta loved herself more than she could bear. She never had enough and could never ever share. Want was never more, it was only need. Her envy grew and grew and with it came her greed. Greta needed more, but money wasn't flush. So she stole from her family. It gave her quite the rush. She got horny. And I've been there. You know, sometimes you do a thing and I'm like... Sometimes your dick gets hard from stealing things. <laughs> yes. In the fucking gas station, and they're like, "Why is your why, why do you have a full on erection?" And I'm like, "Why are you looking no at my reason. Why are you looking at my dick right now?" And they're like, "Cause it's again, you're fully erect in a gas station. It is not enough to herself," she would say. "I must have it all. There is no other way." Into her grandparents' home, Greta crept inside. They had many treasures. Jewelry and gemstones pied. But when she looked about, wealth she did not find. Only ancient Krampus with something on his mind. Greta shrieked and trembled, staring at his claws. She knew there would be no mercy from this evil Santa Claus. You shall have the riches. My Krampus is just Matt Berry. I like it, yeah. Krampus said with a grin, and he gave them to her. After peeling off her skin that's what you get you fucking bitch <laughs> yeah it was good I liked it yes I can hear you Clem Fandango yes I can hear you Clem Fandango father my name is Jackie Daytonia <laughs> human bartender um <clears throat> sorry I almost read the whole thing no, that's all good voice. yeah Herman was a doctor, for that's what he would say, and every single patient they would have to pay. Well, I mean, you know, he's a man of business. That's, that's not how charity. That, that I, is how that works, yeah. yeah that's. He cut and pulled and burned, and after he was done, for more he always yearned. This surgeon was a butcher who had a taste for swine. With their bleeding flesh, he'd pair a fine red wine. Yeah, fuck cops. <laughs> Herman says a cab, and I do too. Yeah. The hunger took him, body, mind, and soul. 
Yet this evil, it never took its toll. Herman was alone in his chair he sat. All his human meat had made him very fat. Hey man, you know, sometimes Relax. it's the things that we love the most that hurt us. Mm, and I've very, very apt. Yeah. He drifted off to slumber and began to snore until an angry Krampus burst through the door. Oh, oh fucker. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the Kool-Aid man thing. <laughs> Sup, bitch? Hey. Herman could not move. He wet himself in fright. Krampus licked his lips and let out a squeal of delight. <laughs> First he gouged out his eyes and Herman could not see. Then Krampus filleted his tongue. It was tender as could be. Christmas is joyous, full of love and cheer. But you must remember the one that we all fear. So be kind to one another. Shall love and heed this text, or Krampus will find you, and you will certainly be next. The police are seeking any information that may help bring the killer to justice. As of this morning, three more bodies have been found in a neighboring village. And that was by Jay Spiziale. Thanks. Uh, Thank you, Jay. Thank you to Jay. We actually reached out to him. He's a very kind and very cool guy. Yeah. Um... I, I do kind of want to say, though, it is funny that, like, it starts with this thing and then ends with the thing because it always takes me out. Like, when I get to the end, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot that there's a whole, like, murder thing going on. I thought they were just little uh, Yeah, I was, it would have been nice if that was just a rhyme. Yeah, I think it's it's fine if it's just like, oh, here are some scary rhymes. Yeah. Um, but that one was fun. What do you think of it? I feel like I, I, was I, I, very would, fun. I would love to see more horror It's nice that it was in that, yes. in that format. It was nice that it wasn't just the like me and my friend Dave went to do this thing and the, you know yeah it was good I liked it yeah I liked it a lot have more fun with your writing I say you know yeah be adventurous be creative seize the day carpe diem some would say let's move on to the next one okay this one comes from Wattpad uh, and it's by I am Moku. I was only a child when I saw Krampus. My family had just immigrated to this country. We had left our every earthly possession behind, but the memories and the stories of our homeland followed us on our journey. Once we arrived, we immediately settled into the same ghetto that so many others from our Eastern European village had. Nice, keep it vague, I like that. Mm-hmm, that's good. A decrepit row of four-storied slums along an alleyway that was more sewer than street. Our father, during the few hours that he was home from the mill, said that we were better off here, but my sister and I missed the deep forests and high mountains that we had played in only a short time ago. Yeah, that was the thing about like moving to like suburbia from a place that's not suburbia, is being like, oh, where are the cool little jungles? And you know what I mean? And it's like, no, it's just I, I don't know what you, you mean don't because. Know, but other I have no idea. Home. I didn't realize that there were places that l were in the jungle. <laughs> I mean, I knew there were, but I didn't know like. Yeah, people came. I mean, like that? I knew. I knew. Okay, <laughs> look, this is making me sound bad, and I understand that. I'm not trying to. What I'm saying is, as a privileged white man, I never realized that it was so close. Yeah, yeah, I get. You know, I, I they were like, oh, look, I understand that there's like native tribes that have cut themselves off from. Humanity. I didn't think about the fact that there's just like dudes that like live in like a forest or a jungle, and then yeah. are just like, oh, now I live in Los Angeles. Which, to be fair, that wasn't me. I lived in a city. I will say, I lived in a big. Oh, okay. Port, well, port fuck Vallarta. you then, but, but buddy. Hang on, hang on. We lived up in the hills where it was like there's a little jungle as your backyard. You know what I mean? Mm. No, I don't. Again, because Again. I. <laughs> I. You know what I mean as a general statement, not you specifically. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In that case, yes, I do. Even when I tried to imagine myself, it's hard because we just did a rhyme one, and I'm trying. I know, to not, and it you feel like that I'm rhythm. Like looking for it, but it's not here. <clears throat> Even when I tried to imagine myself back at home, my real home, the noise of the city always brought the noise of fear the to my dome. <laughs> nice. The noise of the city always broke through my thoughts and brought me back to the alleyway. 
My mother tried her best to remind us of our old life. Often as my sister and I were crawling into the bed that we shared, she would tell us the stories. The same stories she said that her mother had told her. Some of the stories were exciting, others made us laugh, but a few terrified us. The most awful story told of an evil one, who, until the deepest part of winter... What? Most awful story... Okay, I think I get what they're trying to say. The most awful story told of an evil one, who waited until the deepest part of winter to kidnap naughty children. We shuddered as she told us of how it would torment children just like us, and sometimes we would even pretend to fall asleep in the desperate hope that she would stop. But she always finished the story. This is kind of reminds me of the Mexican folklore one, where it's like, I just love parents being like, oh, you're scared? I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that seems to be a not a white person. Yeah. Well, your mom um, did scare you with a little puppet. She, but she didn't mean to. And also, I think Eastern European is very white. You're right. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's not, not a white person. It's just. It's thing. not an American thing. My parents were never like, "Hey, guess what? If you keep fucking up, you're gonna die." They never did that. They because were just they like, didn't need to. You just look outside and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> just look at the news." Well, at least we're not getting short in our maths class. Sorry, I'm just doing that. <laughs> just no, doing it's okay. It's good. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Every time anyone talks shit to like a European. At least our schools are <laughs> a shooting range. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, England, you pieces of shit. Uh, shout out to our uh, British fans that we have in the UK. We love you guys and thank you for listening. Continue to listen. Our father would often tell her not to fill our heads with such horrible things. That some tales from our homeland should remain there. Mother, though, would shake her head and quietly insist that it was dangerous to forget where we came from. Our lives continued like this for the next several months. I had believed that I would eventually come to see our forgotten alleyways as home, but its sense of foreignness persisted. In fact, it felt as though hardly anything had changed since we arrived. Our lives had neither improved nor gotten worse, and still, I felt like an unwanted stranger in my own neighborhood. The only thing that had changed was our behavior. My sister and I had recently begun getting into more trouble more often. We never meant to hurt anyone, it was just that we had so little and sometimes we had to steal if we wanted to eat that day. Usually our misdeeds were my sister's ideas and I followed along. I guess one always looks up to their older sibling. I never believed that our petty crimes would have serious consequences, but looking back now I can see that we were walking blindly down a dark path. I can even remember when things took an ominous turn. I was going to make a Les Mis joke about Valjean stealing bread, but I, I couldn't. I was going to do the song, but I was like, I, mm. there's no, there's not a good point to come in with the nine. So I stole nine a years loaf for of, what you did. I the stole a loaf of bread. Just two, four, six, oh, one. My name is John Valjean. Two, four, six, oh, one. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We'll Do over. not forget me. Don't forget my name. It's like Russell Crowe is here in the Zoom with me. I'm as good as Russell Crowe was at singing. Yes. Ever since All Saints. Five years for what you did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he sings in his throat a lot in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Anyway. What you did? The rest because you tried to run. Just two four six. Prisoner two four six oh one. It's so good. <laughs> all the all the all the like uh, all the choir kids are like, yeah, fuck yeah, shit yeah. on. Ever since All Saints Day, our mother had been warning us to be good little girls. She pleaded with us to stop our bad behavior. I remember her crying a lot. Early in December, my sister got caught stealing a piece of fruit, and I thought my mother's heart would break. She began to shake and pulled her rosary beads from her pocket. For the rest of the night, she clutched the beads tightly and desperately repeated her prayers. When I finally asked her what was wrong, she paused, just long enough to glance at the window and hissed. He knows. He knows. It might be too late. I didn't know what she meant, but I was scared. 
my sister didn't seem to care. The days passed and the temperature dropped. It was the night before Christmas and snow had begun to fall. The heating had already gone out several times and the flickering lights threatened to go out as well. As we would be attending the sunrise mass the next morning, my father told my sister and I to go bathe. Suddenly, my mother began shrieking for us not to be alone. I heard my father quickly move towards her and began to try to comfort her with his deep, soft voice. Hey, hey baby. Hey, hey, baby. Don't worry. The girls are going to be all right, I swear. There ain't no such thing as Krampus, mama. And you then, don't even have to worry. If Krampus comes in here, I'll hit him with a... She quieted down some, but still insisted that we not be alone. My father told us to take our baths quickly and then join them. Take your baths quickly, little babies. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop. I'm so sorry. As we headed down the hallway towards the washroom, my sister sprinted ahead of me and stood in the doorway. I'll go first, she said. I won't be long. (laughs) What a shit. (laughs) I hate her. I hope she gets killed by Krampus. (laughs) I stomped my foot, but said nothing as the door closed. On the best of days, there was barely enough warm water for everyone in our family to bathe. With the heat going out, there was likely only enough warm water for a single bath. My sister knew this. I bounced from one foot to the other as I stood outside the door trying to keep warm. I heard her draw the water and then then begin singing softly to herself as she dipped into the water. After a few minutes, the singing had stopped, and I began to fear that she had fallen asleep in the tub. Then I heard a noise, a sharp, clacking noise, like someone was wearing wooden shoes. It was slow but deliberate, almost like it was sneaking up on something. I knocked on the door and the clacking clacking stopped. No answer. I assumed my sister was just ignoring me, or possibly trying to irritate me as she often did that bitch. Then the noise began again, this time even slower. I pressed my ear to the door and held my breath. The clicking noise had stopped, but I could now hear a light tinkling sound, like the chime of a hundred bells playing in the distance. Ting, 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 ting. Yeah, just... Ting, 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 ting. Just like that. Tink, tink. I listened until I could hear my own heartbeat. Then I heard a soft splash. She hadn't fallen asleep, she was playing a game, waiting to see how long I would stand at in the cold hallway while she turned her fingers and toes into warm prunes. I knocked again, louder this time. Still no answer. I was quite frustrated and cold by this time, and so, without another knock, I swung open the door and stepped inside. As I did, the power in our building went out. The hallway behind me plunged into total darkness, and I heard my mother give a cry of fright. I blinked my eyes a few times. The small heater in the corner of the washroom cast an eerie orange glow across the room. Feeling my way until my eyes adjusted, I stepped around the curtain at the end of the tub and began to scold my sister for taking so long. Then I saw it. It was standing beside the tub, though it was hunched over. It must have stood nearly seven feet tall with its horns adding another foot or so. Coarse black fur, like the pelt of a goat, covered its body. It had powerful legs that ended in hooves, the source of the clicking noise. A thick tail whipped through the air behind it like a cobra circling its prey. Heavy chains wrapped around its muscular shoulders and torso. Big, thick cock swinging between its... Sorry, sorry. It's me, the Liver King. I don't take steroids, and I only eat testicles. <sighs> Fucking hate that guy. You know? As it inhaled and exhaled, the chains produced their bell-like chimes. Tink, tink, tink. Tink, 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 tink. Tink, 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 tink. Yellowed eyes that burned with a smoldering rage stared down from above its twisted nose. A wheezing, bubbling sort of breath passed between its fangs and incisors that extended so far from its mottled gums that I don't believe it could have possibly closed its mouth completely. A long, 
pointed tongue hung down past its scarred and disfigured chin like some grotesque dog, and thick globules of spittle collected at the corners of its mouth. Very good descriptive language here. I'm really liking it. I do this. like it, yeah. One of these globules broke free and fell into the tub. I looked down and saw its hands, long and hairless. Each finger ended in a sharp nail and was wrapped in the same kind of corpulent skin as a vulture's bald head, the result of too much exposure to rotting flesh. Or like a scrotum. Or like a big, big old ball sack. Like a ball sack. Yeah. Then I noticed the thin wisps of hair flowing up between its fingers. My sister's hair. The beast was holding her head under the water. I screamed. Only at this point did it look at me. It was not alarmed, but rather seemed almost whimsically bemused. I'm whimsically bemused, it said. As if it was asking it a riddle. As if I was asking it a riddle that it already knew the answer to. I was going to make a riddle joke again. I'm spacing tonight. I was gonna uh, like, yeah, uh, I didn't have, I couldn't yeah, think of I, a good I didn't riddle. have anything. Riddle me this, Batman. I don't riddle know. me this. What has two thumbs it and is, is going to kill your sister? This guy. It's me. <laughs> uh, they're not all winners, kid. I'm going to kill your sister. <laughs> Looking directly at me, it stood to its full height its horns now brushing the ceiling. As it stood, it lifted my sister out of the water. My screams caught in my throat and I began to choke. It held her with a single hand, each of its five sharp nails having pierced completely through her body. Strangely, the only coherent thought that had passed through my mind at that moment was the hope that my sister had already drowned and could not feel the pain. The beast took a step towards me and gave a dry, shrill laugh that sounded like an animal being strangled. Ah! <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> it held... <laughs> ah! Ah! It held my sister out as if it were cruelly offering her body to me. Then we both heard the footsteps of the hallway. In the hallway. My parents were running to see what was the matter. The beast quickly wrapped its heavy chains around my sister's lifeless body and clinched her to its back. Then, with surprising agility, it threw open the window and leapt onto the narrow ledge. It balanced there for a moment and then turned to look at me one last time. Did you see that jump? Jesus Christ, I'm the most talented Krampus there is. <laughs> Our eyes met, and in that moment it burned the full horror of itself into my very soul. Then it leapt from the ledge and disappeared. My parents were already in the washroom before I realized that the beast was gone. They held me tight and began asking what was the matter. I could not speak, but only pointed towards the tub and then the window. My mother was the first to notice my sister's clothes laying beside the tub and instantly ran to the open window. I heard her scream curses in her old language of the darkness. Then she collapsed, and my father ran to her, begging for someone to tell him what was going on. My mother was near to fainting and could only point to the hoof-like print in the snow upon the ledge and speak a single word. Krampus, you truly are the most devious bastard in New York City. <laughs> I don't remember much after that. Four days later, my sister's body was found by a sewer grate. There was no investigation, no arrests made. To this society, she was just another dead immigrant child, no different in their eyes than a drowned sewer rat. Not that it mattered much. No manhunt would ever turn up that creature which was not a man. I am old now. Over the years I have seen all of my friends from that hellish ghetto die, some of them in horrible accidents. Yet I have always found some measure of peace with every one of their deaths. I do realize that death is inevitable, but there is one fact that keeps me from finding peace with my sister's death. When the police officer came to visit my family, he said that my sister had only been dead an hour before they had found her body. By Ward Hokut. 
Wait, why does it? Why is it important that she'd only been dead for an hour? <clears throat> because he said the like he had hoped, or they, I guess, because we don't know if it's a boy or, or, or a girl. Although their name is Ward, so probably a boy. Ward could be a girl's name too. Sorry, I'm getting hung up on this. Yeah. Um, because they said that they had hoped that the one solace was that they hoped that they had already been drowned by the time the creature pulled them out and like had stabbed its claws into it. Right. Because then they would feel pain. But that only matters if we knew what time the monster left the window and what time the body was. Well, found. they found the body four days later, and then the cop said it had only been dead an hour before the body had been found. So she had been alive through all that. So that's like doesn't sit right with them that she had to endure all that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good one, though. I like that one too. It's spooky dooky. All right, spookily dookily, some might say. Krampus, you truly are the most deviant bastard in all of in New, York New York City. City. That's so good. God damn it, I love that show. We love you, Matt Berry. I love Matt Berry. I saw, I'll saw. i have to send this yeah. video to you. I saw a video where somebody dubbed his voice over the Mario Brothers trailer, and I'm mm. really oh, mad I think I saw that, that yeah. we did not get Matt Berry as Mario. I think that would have been an incredible thing. All right, this next one comes to us from reddit and we don't have an author for this one because the uh account has since been deleted so could it be krampus that deleted it could be krampus himself yeah interesting my encounter with krampus when i was a young boy when i was a young boy boy. my father he took me to the city to see a marching krampus nice thank you Growing up, I had never heard about anything evil when it came to Christmas. My parents always took me to see Santa every year, and I never got coal in my stockings. I believed in Santa up until about age nine, so every year I always acted super good in the months leading up to Christmas. Uh, When did you uh, realize that Santa wasn't real, Mason? I don't actually remember. I remember remember a, a Christmas where... Um, my dad had put a boot print in the 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 thing in the in the the fireplace, and I remember seeing it and thinking, "That's obviously just Dad's boot." Um. So, but I don't remember how old I was when that happened. I like that Kid Mason is very similar to Man Mason, who's just like, "Well, that's obviously my dad." Come on. Yeah, I was like, "Well, that's Dad's boot." Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, he's clearly trying to make me believe in Santa. But Yeah, I think I was a little too old when I found out, but I just always desperately wanted him to be real. I think it must have been mm. like maybe fourth or fifth grade, maybe fifth, yeah, fifth or sixth grade, something like that. And I will say, I don't know if I ever fully believed that Santa, I don't know if I ever really was like, like, I don't, you know what I mean? I never remember being like, Santa's 100% real and I know he's coming. Yeah, you know? see, I, well, I never lived in a house with a chimney, so I was always like, sus. But my parents, my mom always explained it away by being like, no, he makes a chimney. Like, he makes an entrance. And I was like, all right, sounds good to me. But I think, can't bef- argue with that. Right before I found out, I had already been like suspecting. And it was like, my mom could tell that it was obviously like something that was, that, that really meant a lot to me. So I'd be like, Santa's in real. She's like, no, 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 he is, he is. Anyway, long story short, I'm walking into my aunt's house. You know what? Maybe this was third grade. I'm walking into my aunt's house because she lived in the aunt's apartment because she lived in the same apartment building as us. And I walk in and I grab something and (laughs) all the women in the family are like sitting in the living room wrapping presents. And I just walked in and I literally was like, and just like saw them all, and my mom like looked up. And she's like, "No," and Jose, I just was like, "It's not what it looks like." I genuinely, it was like I walked in on my wife having sex with another man. I was like, "No, how could you?" And I like closed the door, and I just went outside, and I was like, <gasps> like hyperventilating. Oh. And my friends were like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, <gasps> "No, dude, it fucking shattered my oh world." My God. Tiny Jose, dude, it fucking getting completely sh- fucked up. It shattered. <laughs> dude, it genuinely what, fucked me what up. What were you? What did you think? I 
because again, like I was already kind of like, maybe Santa isn't real. Well, what was your basis of this belief in the first place? Well, you know, my mom had told me like Santa brings presents and he brings some and then we give you the rest. He gives you like one or two presents a year. So I was like, okay, Santa's real. Santa's real. You know, just the usual shit. And then what, it, started, what is, it started. What do you lose if Santa isn't real? What, what I'm trying to well, figure out is. Well, nothing now. Nothing now, the, obviously. What's at but, the core of Jose that, finding uh, out that Santa's not real? Why did it fuck with you this bad? Because it told me that magic wasn't real you know what i mean that there's no magical man with elves running around but i mean now i believe and it's like i believe that magic is could be real but as a kid your world is so black and white that you're like if this isn't this then that's not that you know what i mean i just really no, wanted santa no, to exist i, I really wanted there to be why a cool you were this old white man who gave us gifts i don't know i just liked the magic of it mason well, look i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it's weird that you liked the magic of it i'm saying it's weird that you were like shocked by the revelation like you never once were like like i you never once were like if he's not real and you didn't come you weren't able like you know i think it was just more the pain of like well my parents have lied to me for years like that's what hurt don't i don't like that you're putting this like it's like a traumatic experience like your parents were abusive liars no no no. they weren't they They just told you the magic alive for me and i appreciate that I just don't understand how you never once were like I I had I had already questioned you and my, but you hadn't considered okay. you'd considered here's, it but here's you something hadn't you have come to, know. to terms here's something you have to know the fact that you hadn't come to terms with it I like am, if I, it's not real that's okay is crazy to me I am an elaborate liar okay and it comes to me because my mother is an elaborate liar so every time I got close she would always find these little ways to trick me back into thinking that Santa was you real. are you were blaming your mother for a traumatic event right now I am blaming her for letting me believe in Santa for too long to the point that it hurt you know what I mean I guess I just seems anyway like... the point is it destroyed me that day and I I just fucked. can't I just it I don't seared remember... into my brain as again as a very just like no I was never destroyed as I, I remember being like, yeah, but yeah, you're Santa's a cynical, real. cold man. I'm fun and happy and whimsical. You think you're more whimsical than me, you motherfucker? <laughs> well, now I don't. All that whimsy, you in a fucking heartbeat. This is a, this is the beginning of a fantastic holiday movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, two podcasters. Except, can we? Can this be like a Christian, like alt right movie? Yeah. Yes. Where we're like, in the we end, in the end, I have back? to lose though because I'm a person of color, so I somehow have to lose. No, no, no. Unless, Jose. I, like, unless I like denounce my like ethnicity, and then yeah, we've yeah. realized that you're allowed to be brown as long as you don't um, embrace any culture other than white culture. I will say like two Spanish words in the movie just so that people can get the obviously the feeling yeah. that I'm Hispanic, mm-hmm. but then that'll be it. And I'll do that horrible Spanglish that white writers make uh, Latino characters do, where they go like. I have to go down to the Libreria to meet my abuela. You know that yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the at the end of it, at the end of it, I'll be like, you know, I guess it was always Jesus. And you'll be like, I think you mean Jesus. Jesus. And then we'll like yeah. hug. Da-na. But like a short enough hug that it's not implied that we're like gay lovers. Like a one arm. Yeah, like yeah, like, like we're like hug. looking at like yeah. a, we're looking at like the Christmas tree. Light. And then our wives come so that just so it's mm. like nailed in everyone's head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Growing up. <laughs> that was a fun tangent that we all got to go on guys. Thank that you. For was, that was. Yeah. Growing up. I never heard about anything evil when it came to Christmas. My parents always took me to see Santa every year and I never got cold in my stockings. I believed in Santa up until about age nine. So every year I always acted super good in the months leading up to Christmas. You know, as a kid you want to get as many presents as possible. I still remember the excitement I would get every year. That same year, my parents worked a lot of late nights so they would always leave me with my older sister, who was 16 at the time. I never really got along with her until now as we're now adults that don't live with each other. My sister was especially mean that year, inviting her boyfriend over some nights and they would just both wail on me and just absolutely beat the fuck out of me. (laughs) I would threaten to tell mom if she brought him over again, and my my kid mind would make other ridiculous threats, such as threatening that I would tell Santa so he would put coal in her stocking because she wasn't following the rules. One day, she had enough of my bickering and decided to retaliate. She started out with... You know what's even worse than getting coal in your stocking? 
Of course, me being a curious little boy, I pressed for information. What's worse, I would ask with a tough little attitude. Then she said it. Krampus. Krampus. I remember the nerve it struck when she said that name. Of course, I didn't know who or what Krampus was, but it just sounded bad. What's, uh, Krampus? I probed. I can still What is Krampus? Voss is Krampus? I, I can still see her evil grin ingrained in my memory when she told me. You know, Santa isn't real, right? I always had a sneaking suspicion, but of course I asked, What do you mean? Don't pretend you don't know. Mom and Dad buy all your gifts, and the guy you go see at the mall you call Santa is just a man in a beard doing a job. Also, my mom explained to me, because I was like, Mom, this is a different Santa than the one we saw last year. How is this possible? She explained it to me that they... <laughs> she explained it to me that mall Santas worked for Santa as like his representatives almost, because he obviously couldn't be at every mall everywhere, so they would pass it along to them. And, uh, you know what? Some of the happiest times of my life. Like, it sounds... Buddy. God, I just wish I could go back to that magic, Mason. I wish I could... Buddy. ...be so enthralled in something. Why would he be... How would he be able to give presents all across the world in one night, but not be in every mall at the same time? Well, because he's working on building presents in that time, so that's why, like... He doesn't build the presents. The elves do. He's a... He's a a hands-on supervisor. Buddy, I wasn't really get your shit together. Like I know that you were a child, but like, come on, think about this a little bit. Ah, God, I gotta start going to therapy. I've got so much pent up shit. I don't know. No, I I would be mad if I were a therapist. I'd be so mad if you came into me and was like, my parents told me Santa was real. It's like, yeah, everybody does that. Get the fuck out of my office, okay? People have actual trauma. to deal with right now and you fucking you oh oh you believed in santa too long get over it oh uh, i wasn't re- <laughs> that's what i love about this podcast is anytime one of us tries to open up the other one's like shut the fuck up you didn't open up you're talking about believing in santa for too long it's fine it happens to everybody ah <sighs> I'm just saying I wish I could go back to being that happy as a kid, you know? That's a different thing. You would that's a different thing entirely. Because I remember like whispering in that dirty old man who was probably a pedophile's ear and being like, I want this and he'd be like, Alright. You did and that? I, and I would tell him like, Look, I know you're not the real Santa. Alright. I'm like, I know you work for him. But uh this is what I'm feeling. This is what I want. And he was like, Okay, I'll pass it along and I'd be like, Thanks. I was a child, Mason. I know, and it's still sad. I wasn't really surprised. This This just confirmed my skepticism of Santa. But do you know what is real? She continued. Krampus. The evil spirit that comes and takes little boys like you to the underworld. My impressionable mind believed every word she said, and I was terrified. He comes and takes little boys that tattle. All you need to do is tattle three times during the Christmas season, and Krampus, the Christman, Christman, the Christman Christman demon, the Christmas demon comes and gets you. Her twisted little mind even brought up two other times I snitched on her for something stupid within the past week. This alone freaked me out, because one week later I tattled on her for eating my pop tart off my plate. That's pretty funny, but he is not. That sounds like a thing you would do. <laughs> I was, ask my cousins, and um, I was an absolute little bitch as a kid. But you also have to understand, I was an only child for eight years. And my mom let me get away, and I was alone with my mom for like three years. So you, my mom let me get away with a lot. You're blaming your mom a lot for I love everything. my mother. She, um, all my good things I get from her, all my good traits. Uh-huh. But, but you also blame her for everything. Well, yeah, she coddled me a little. Sounds too like much. you have mommy issues. Oh God, should I? St- okay, so I think it all starts with her breastfeeding me too long. I'm so not are, your oh, therapist. Oh, I sorry. don't. I don't. I can't solve these problems for you. Okay, I guess I'll continue with this silly little story. <clears throat> I, that would be best for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> After I tattled, I thought about what she told me the week before. The true legend states that Krampus comes to punish children who misbehave. So my sister had twisted the story in her favor. Anyway, here's where things got weird. 
This was the same year I realized I was attracted to women. I was in my parents' room one night when they were gone. Sexual awakening, man. What was yours? Mine was Katy Perry's California Girls. Uh, mine was the strip club in Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was like 11, 10 or 11, and I saw California Girls by Katy Perry, and she's laying down on the cloud, and I was like, my pee-pee is hard. What's that about? So, now we all know that, guys. Now we're all closer together. <laughs> <laughs> we've all shared this. Look, if that's the thing that you want to pull out here, that's that's fine. The, I was in my parents' room one night when they were gone. I was like, read the story. I was, <laughs> I was looking for batteries for my RC car and went snooping through the drawers. Lo and behold, I found my dad's Playboy stash. I looked through that thing for a good half hour before putting it back. This was a busy Christmas season. The same year I realized Santa was not real was the same year I discovered women. At that point, nothing had happened with Krampus, so I had chalked up that story to my sister trying to scare me. But I think looking at that magazine was a big mistake, and to this day, the reason why I got a visit. It was that same night, if I'm not mistaken, Christmas was just days away. I woke up in the middle of the night extremely thirsty. The house was pitch black except for an overhanging microwave light in the kitchen. I got my water, then headed back towards my room. It was at that moment when I heard a noise on the roof. I remember thinking, if I was second-guessing myself about Santa being real or not, I whispered to myself, Santa? I walked towards the window and saw what I thought was a deer outside the window. I thought maybe the noise came from the deck and not the roof. Maybe the deer had walked on the deck and jumped into the yard. But I took a closer look and realized I may not be looking at a deer. It turned around revealing its really large body and glowing red eyes. The antlers were not antlers but horns. I remember thinking that it looked like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. What's the difference between an antler and a horn? I really couldn't tell you that. I mean, I would assume it's about like the amount of like branches yeah, off right? Yeah, because a horn is just but... like one. Whereas yeah. an antler is more than one. So, I guess. It's just weird that he made that distinction. Yeah. I was frozen in fear as I saw the creature start walking towards me. We locked gazes. Gazes. Then he smiled. He's you like tits? <laughs> huh? You looking uh, at tits, you little perv? Uh, no. No, I saw you looking at tits. Remember, it's Matt Barry. I saw you looking at me. You're the horniest little boy in this town. No. Yeah, you like looking at tits, don't you, you dirty little boy? Oh, well, see, now he got... Yeah. I got weird. <laughs> Let's go back to the story. Krampus, I don't like this. Krampus? When did you become a Catholic priest? <laughs> this You're episode welcome. is brought to you by the Roman Catholic Church. Then he smiled. Roman Catholics. <laughs> Don't bring your children. <laughs> then he smiled, his teeth razor sharp. Then he jumped straight out of sight, like he jumped straight into the sky and into thin air. I immediately ran into my sister's room. I shook her away in a state of fear and explained that I saw Krampus. It was then through her groggy tiredness that she admitted she made it all up. She got up and walked me back to my room. She flipped the light on and gave me a shocked look. I looked back at her. What? What the hell is this? She leaned towards my bed and picked up a magazine. It was a Playboy magazine, all sticky. No, he didn't say all sticky. I was shocked. I did not know what to say. I mean, I was just baffled, and all I managed to spew out was, That's Dad's. Of course it's Dad's, you freak, she replied. I tried to convince her that I didn't know how it got there, but she didn't believe a word I said. Just then, she stopped me. If I catch you with this again, I'm going straight to mom and dad. I just looked down and agreed. Okay. Luckily, my sister was cool about it. To this day, I have never figured out how that magazine got there. Or what the creature was that I saw outside. Or what that sticky goo was all over <laughs> that magazine. All I can say is that it's very possible I saw the real Krampus that night. And I was being warned for misbehaving. 
My sister and I have never spoken about that night. I'm honestly too afraid to bring it up. Hopefully I will never have another encounter with Krampus. That one was not as strong as the other two. That was not as strong as no. the other two because he just looked at he just looked at boobies and that's a normal thing. You shouldn't get punished for looking at boobies well, as a child. Look, that's, I, that's I, a normal I read a thing good amount of these and it seemed like a lot of the time Krampus is just kind of a narc because it's like you're punishing these kids for doing absolutely normal things. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay to look at boobs, kids. Like, don't I mean, be weird about it, but no, yeah, I mean, you know. look, if you're... It, oh, my iPad died. If you're around that age, it's okay to look at boobs. Just be like, I don't know. Like, I get it. It's going to be weird, and you're going to be embarrassed, but, like, it's not a bad thing. I'd say wait until you're a little bit older. It's not there. They don't get to decide when they want to look at boobs. They just know when they want to look at them. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, like that second story. Krampus is a cop in that one. Because he's like, oh, you're stealing? Fuck you. It's like, yeah. well, Krampus, they're poor. That's true. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. That was pretty fucked up with Krampus. Kill that little girl for wanting to He killed a child for stealing a piece of fruit. That's kind of lame. He's literally, this is literally lame is, but a lot worse. Yeah, that's kind of pussy shit, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, fuck you, Krampus. And if you have an issue with it, go to Mason's house. This is his address. At Krampus. Krampus is going to gonna pull up to your house. Hey. What? Fucking stop. What? You're not scared of him, are you? It's fine. You were just talking all yeah. your shit. I don't want to get fucking... I don't want to get Krampused. What you were just saying, though. You, you, he thinks he's a pussy and blah, blah, Yeah, I think it's pussy to kill a kid for stealing fruit. I don't, all right, that doesn't then, mean I want to die. go face to face with Mason, Krampus, if you have an issue with it. No, stop. I'm not what? a fighter. I'm not a fighter. He said he'll fuck you up. Is that what you said? Stop. Dude, stop. Anyway, stop. you heard him, Krampus. Dude. Jose, Pull stop. <laughs> stop. Dude, fucking stop. Fucking stop. Dude, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Dude, Jeez. fucking, it's not funny. Fucking stop. Mason, relax. I, I, I'm relaxed. It's just, it's not funny. It's just not like funny. You're really scared. The point of this podcast is to be funny, right? Okay, and okay, you're just okay, not okay, fine, being fine, fucking fine, funny. Fine, fine. So, like, why the fuck would you say something that's, like, not funny? It's kind of dumb. It's just fucking stupid. Jesus. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Great. Awesome. God. Anyway, moving on to our final one. Cool, great. <laughs> we should do we should do a a stand up comedy show together. That's pretty good, like an improv, like a sketch <laughs> where we just sketch. where we just fight each other. Yeah. People would laugh. Actually, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. All right, here's our final one, Mason. Rending where we started. This once again comes to us from our friend Jay. Spitzielle, whatever it was. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes. Krampus has returned. Each year on December 5th, people in my hometown are brutally murdered. The police are at a loss. Everyone in the town lives in fear, and some refuse to leave their homes. With each victim, a poetic story is left behind. Last year's stories can be found here, which is a link to the other one. Below are the rhyming stories discovered at each respective crime scene. Johan had a secret, and he'd take it to the grave. This man loved his neighbor's daughter and wished to keep her as his slave. She was but only twelve, not yet halfway to his age, but Johan did not falter as he built the child's cage. The night had come. It was time to claim his prize. He snuck into her bedroom, a glimmer in his eyes. But in the did you just wink at me? No. <laughs> did you just fucking yeah, wink at me yeah, when you said that? No. Don't fucking hey man me. Don't wink at me when you say shit like that. And I won't yell it's at you for it. It's part of the story. I'm getting in character. <clears throat> you I'm a, winked. I'm a creepy little narrator. Stop. <laughs> but, in the <laughs> but in the child's chamber, a young girl he did not take. For lurking in the shadows was Krampus, hissing like a snake when Johan I'm a sneaky little snake I'm a sneaky little snake it's me Krampus Krampus <laughs> just go back to that 
You're the most devious Christmas demon in New York, New York City. City. When Johan cried, the Christmas demon let out a laugh as he grabbed the evil man. <laughs> as he grabbed the evil man by his legs and pulled him right in half. And now the child sleeps in peace, snuggled in her bed, for Johan's body torn to bits have kept all the maggots fed. That one was a little spookily dookily. That was spookily dookily. Yeah. Wilhelm was a grocer with all the town supplies, but he was very greedy and made his prizes rise. The poor could not afford it, and some began to starve, but Wilhelm only scoffed at them with plenty meat to carve. He always made them beg. This guy ran out of little, he ran out of some rhymes yeah. in this this one. He always made them beg for just the smallest bits of food. Their suffering made him laugh and brightened up his mood. Wilhelm sat alone, counting money by the fire, when he heard the footsteps quite loud and very dire. Yeah, yeah, he ran it. Yeah, see, very dire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's getting tougher. When Krampus stood before him and shook his rusty chain, Wilhelm begged and pleaded, praying for no pain. Krampus stripped him naked and hung him from a spire. The town then rejoiced, and they danced around his pyre. Krampus! Krampus, you're the most deviant Christmas demon in the North Pole! Doesn't quite work if you don't say New York City! New York City! And here's the last one. Summer was cold-hearted, despite her lovely name. A witch in nurse's clothing, treating the sick and lame. But for her patient... Hey, that's you. I'm a nurse? You're lame. (laughs) Fuck you, man. But for her patients, she had no love, and prayed they all stayed ill. For when they slipped away, she smiled and tallied another kill. She wept with their families, pretending to be sad. Yet when she went home at night, she danced like she was mad. As summer bathed and closed her eyes, she began to dream. And Krampus crept into her room through a cloud of steam. The nurse did thrash as Krampus drowned her slow. And now her corpse is turning blue as the demon tossed her in the snow. That one seems like it was about that, that, that nurse that's been killing the babies in the UK that's currently on trial. Do you hear about yeah. that? Yeah. She's a slay queen. Piece of... What? Hmm. What were you saying? These, along with former stories, were discovered on what can only be described as parchment paper with inconclusive carbon <laughs> dates. The police... <laughs> <laughs> These can only be described on, as what you'd call wax paper from a bakery. There was a loaf of... This was all these words were imprinted into a loaf of bread. The police. That I ate. The police are seeking any information that may help bring the killer to justice. After speaking with a detective assigned to the case, we have no leads or suspects. The killings are being. Hey, it rhymed again. Justice suspects. I mean, the way you said it rhymed. It oh, didn't, sorry. It's not great, but. The killings appear to be unexplainable, both in nature and method of execution. It has led us to believe there is not only a supernatural element to the murders, but we have no doubt. That they will continue each year. All right, you got a little hokey at the end there because it's like, ah, maybe it'll be back. And it's like, okay. Yeah. But that is the episode right there, Mason. Some fun, just a little fun because that's what these lost logs are supposed to be is just kind of, you know, relax, just chill, look at all this. I liked it. I liked the rhyme ones. I, they were really fun. Again. Those were really fun. Give me more. Please send in more scary, rhymey stories. I love those. Send us your spooky poetry. Yes. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoyed that one. We'll be back soon with the continuation of our uh, Ervil Baron and the Church of Lamb, the Lamb of God series, which uh, part one is out now. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. And, yeah, everyone stay safe. Lock your windows and be on your best behavior, lest the evil Krampus comes and takes you in the night. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watch the Krampus movie if you want a little fun, fun yeah. Christmas. Adam Scott's in it. He's great. It won uh, an Oscar. What's her name? No, it didn't win an Oscar. It won an Oscar for sound design. No fucking it way. We did. Yes, it did. Really? It won the Oscar for sound design. Yes. Wow. Okay. Fucking dude. That is insane to me. Okay. We will see you guys soon. And goodbye. Happy goodbye. holidays. Let me let me piss off the Republicans. Happy holidays. <laughs> There is a war on Christmas and President Biden is leading it. Goodbye.